0: Welcome back and hello again, and I'm your host, Norman Go. It has been a crazy week for many of us, and we will be expecting the second meeting of the parliamentary session to be held from July 13 to August 27. This episode is the first of the new series in BMI, Pichara Minggu ini, focusing on Malaysian women in journalism, featuring five topics and stories of our journalists in Malaysia. My first guest in the Malaysian Women in Journalism, formerly a journalist with Medica Review, before embarking her political career with the Democratic Action Party, DAP, since 2011. She debuted as a lawmaker and began as a Johor State Assemblywoman in Senai during the 13th General election back in 2013. In 2018, she was tasked to run in the Kluang Parliament seat and defeated former MCA Vice President Gan Ping Siu with a majority of 23,053 votes. Welcome, YB Wong Suqi Chi, or popularly, popularly known as Suki.
1: Hi Norman, how are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, this year in 2020, uh, mark your ninth year since joining DAP in 2011. Uh, how much has it changed in our Malaysian political arena since?
1: I think the Malaysian politics um, landscape has changed a lot. Uh, basically, we have already um, successfully have the first political transition. It is a really a major achievement. I have never... Uh, I mean, thought that we could achieve it so easily within 10 years. I mean, I thought when I joined the politics that we would only achieve it maybe when I was 50 years old.
0: So that's partly about 20 years, right? I remember watching your first interview on uh, Kini TV. Uh, There was your first interview with Prasad at that time. I said, don't watch. I remember you telling me, don't watch it. Uh, You were a journalist with Medical Review. Uh, I think it was the first independent Chinese-language online news portal, which began its operations in 2005. But unfortunately, it ended and ceased its operation in 2012. Uh, Looking back, uh, what were your best memories working as a journalist? I remember you mentioned in an interview, uh, I think it was with Rocket Guinea. uh, You were approached by YB Anthony Loke, at that time when you were covering the Sarawak election 2011. At that time, he was the youth chief. What were your best memories as a journalist?
1: A journalist is actually my dream job since 15 years old. I was um, very firm since then that I wanted to be a journalist. So I have never changed until um, I was approached by Anthony Lok, invited by him to join politics. But um, as a journalist, I think what i remember the most is uh the time i cover most of the rallies i ran together with all the crowds uh the 2011
0: public. i think it was but say one two three right
1: not only um, that even yeah. before that i cover um when the perak coup happened i, qua- I covered the kuala kangsa rally so i witnessed how the fru shoot all the uh things into even mosque and a residence house and beside that i covered the anti-ISA rally as well seeing all the opposition leaders running together uh, all this was uh remember vividly by by myself and i think it's so colorful i mean the the political scenario then was so active and everything was very hopeful then
0: you were among those uh, the scene uh, you are uh, you, you- you are together in that group of a lot of politicians that we see in a parliament today, which includes even YB Lim Kit Siang, who started his job as a journalist at first, and now he's a lawmaker. So transitioning your job from a journalist to a lawmaker, what went through your mind? You know, how has it been? Because do you, st- I'm sure you still have that, you know, your, your journalistic kind of instinct is still new. How has it been? Ten years since, uh, about ten years since you have left uh, journalism.
1: Uh, first, I'm not the only journalist, former journalist in uh, DAP. There are actually quite a number of them. Beside me and Sadra Lim Siang, there are YB Lee Kiyong, the Adun Kuala Kubu Baru, and also the former YB of uh, uh, from Penang, uh, Wong Wei Ek, he was also a journalist. So there are actually quite a number of us. And um, for me, being having the experience of a uh, journalist, actually enhance my skill as an mp especially the investigative journalism so i know how to dig the questions uh, further and how to look at all the documents and i know how journalists will be interested in all the issues so sometimes i even now i feel that i'm like a journalist among the mps i'm observing how my colleagues or the other side working and trying to fit the information or trying to Tell the media how they should observe the political uh, scenario now.
0: So it's like, um, sort of like uh, you're providing some uh, insights and, and expecting what the journalists will come up to you at doorstep. Like for example, they come to you and jollo, like, they show the microphone to you. So we look around the globe, we've seen many dedicated journalists among women making headlines and uncovering great stories. And in our special series this time, we are focusing more on Malaysian women in journalism. So in your view, how do women in journalism lead and shape the news today?
1: Uh, I think the journalism or the media sector nowadays have more and more women. I don't know whether it it, it was started by 20 years ago that we uh, see more young women to be the news broadcaster and many young people aspire to be one of them and now it's a YouTuber era, Uh, but after trying in the sector, I think many people not only interested to be the host, but also interested in into the the, the journalist scene, that they can get the first-hand information. I believe that many people are really rush when uh, they can get to the the scene and all the first-hand information and female definitely shape a different discourse or different perspective to look at most of the issue for example uh, how the government uh, shape the discourse of family policy or even some medical policy i think women's perspective are needed and female journalists that can bring in a different perspective from the conventional angle.
0: I think sometimes because when newsrooms are dominated by men, it it also tends to be very biased in a sense. It it has become very monotonous from a uh, view perspective from a male perspective without looking into the, um, the other sectors. Sometimes the other side of the story where sometimes our female colleagues really understand from that perspective. I remember watching your interview with uh, Malaysian Insight at the Parliament. And it, although it was a short one, that uh, if you're not a lawmaker today, you said you'll still be a journalist. Uh, what has changed since? I think, for example, right, one of the ex- observations we've seen, there are a lot more women who are camera women holding big cameras and they are the ones who've been pushing their way to get their photos. They are, they are photographers right now. And they really... I mean, for example, the coverage of COVID-19, we've seen really, really excellent photos coming from female journalists. So what has changed since?
1: I think the Malaysian women are always active and taking an important role, uh, regardless of whatever sector we are talking about. But
0: Sometimes more proactive than men.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. And uh, in journalism, I would say that, um, of course, we have more women taking up the photographer role and also the cameraman now. And because the, the conventional or the old style of the machine is quite, was quite heavy then, so we usually saw more men than women. But when technology advanced with smaller, uh, I would say, gadget or the, the machine, we now see more women playing the role and of course in the metaphor we know that the camera is just like a gun a machine gun like shooting so when women playing an active role in uh, journalism especially shooting video footage or photo i hope that uh, I actually hope to see a different approach to represent the news or the scene and the reality to audiences
0: Looking at your, uh, when you were a journalist, right, um, of course, 10 years ago and currently, and how things are today would be extremely different. In a recent survey done by the Institute of Journalists, looking, surveying the, uh, whether there was, there is a uh, income disparity or or differences between a female editor journalist versus a male editor journalist. It is found, I think it was two years ago when it was first published and it was found that women are being paid more and they are taking more important roles, for example, as news editors and things like that. Is it, is it much better now? Do you see that, uh, that sort of trend, in, in particularly in Malaysia itself?
1: I, I don't observe that specifically, but uh, I think there are more women than men taking up in the media managing role now. It is quite common. And maybe because media sector is an attractive sector for the women to play a role? To be perceived as a soft sector, maybe? yeah.
0: I think uh, soft sector, it's another perspective. But news tends to be really on time, but we can also see how women has uh, really shape how newsroom work, for example, to be more human sometimes. It will be part of it. But we also see certain problems with a, a very male-biased uh, newsroom. For example, sometimes we have, uh, you know, boys' locker room talks objectifying women and certain languages which are not um, suitable and, and is no longer acceptable at this day and age. So from newsroom to legislation... And you were, at that time, you were in government. Uh, sorry, at that time, you were in opposition as, uh, as an Adun. And then you were also a government MP. And things have changed sometimes in, in, in March. But not, not so long ago. But how much have we progressed or probably regressed in terms of press freedom in Malaysia?
1: Actually, we have progressed quite a lot in since 2018 until 2020, uh, the first half of the year. Uh, our ranking in terms of world free, uh, press freedom, we actually improved from uh, the rank of 145 out of 180 countries to 101 this year, just a new result and we improve a lot. And If not mistaken, we should be the top among all the Southeast Asian countries.
0: Yeah, I think we are top after, uh, I think it was Timor or something like that. We were much better than Indonesia. We were better than Philippines and Thailand. Correct. When Pakatan Harapan won the uh, election in 2018, the uh, space for the press will open up. And then, you know, there's no longer... um, The times that we used to have the Wahyu means orders from the authorities telling the press what to write so well, let's look from the perspective in the press itself uh, what has changed in ph since uh, ph1 election and what were in place i mean some of the things were part of the buku harapan
1: you mean all the act and bills
0: for example in the buku harapan uh, one of the, among the few promises were to repeal uh, some of the draconian laws, stifling press freedom, such as the Publications, Press and Printing Act, amending the Communications and Multimedia Act, Section Two Three Three I think everyone is well known, Akta Sakit Hati, and uh, a lot more, even printing licences. Uh, what, what do you think from that? How much has PS, that PH done, for example? Uh,
1: the first and major achievement is, of course, the abolish of the Fake News Act. Unfortunately, I would say that uh, PH didn't do enough. That's why we are still facing the PPPA now. And we could have done something, but we have so many things to do. And unfortunately, maybe that was not a priority on the plate of the government then. So we missed the chance to reform uh, the media sector fully. But uh, the abolish of fake News Act, I would say, I argue, uh, would argue, was actually a major achievement. So at least the government of the day now uh, cannot use the same act to deal with dissidents anymore.
0: Ever since Perikatan National came into power, and the press, you know, we, we started seeing press getting questioned. started with Tashni, just by reporting, and then of course her tweets. Um, she was tweeting about uh, her coverage of the uh, rates of the uh, undocumented migrants in Selayang and all that. And stifling press freedom by means of labelling them as fake news. I remember seeing the infographic uh, saying, that if you criticise the government, that's fake news. So are we returning to the old days again? Or are we expecting it's going to be worse than before?
1: I think we all had a feeling that we are going back to old days. Uh, why? Although during the uh, Pakatan Harapan time, uh, we also had journalists being questioned and being summoned by the police, but it was because they basically put up fake news, is a 100% fake uh, information on their personal Facebook account, is uh, in their personal capacity. So they were called in as an individual, not as a journalist. I think that was a difference. And Tashni, uh, in the case of Tashni, she was question or she was summoned because she published the news in her capacity as a journalist so that that is the contrast between two governments and uh i think the press freedom we had experienced during the bhagadar Haravan time and now under the pn the, the the difference now is so huge that we can sense that the media practitioners could write whatever they want including criticizing uh, the government of the day during ph time and now they're all i would argue self-censor they know what they can write so those who haven't learned and do not know what they can write and what they cannot write they will get into trouble and we are now seeing it
0: this sort of situation is not um, specifically just in Malaysia. Regionally, we are seeing... It is, we are currently at the age of uh, information overload. I remember see, write, uh, reading your, your statement on media literacy. So in the age of information overload, uh, what we call as uh, information disorder, I think um, some of the universities, such as in, in Harvard, they've been publishing this as well, and governments manipulating the news for the benefit of, as a political tool, so, what are your thoughts about creating stronger, as well as empowering independence of the press? Uh, will we be seeing the return of Anti-Fake News Act that was repealed last December by Pakatan Harapai? Uh, possibly following a similar model as Singapore's uh, Pofma Protection of from Online Falsehoods and Manipulation Act? Uh, it was a gazetted last year. I think mean, they gazetted in Malaysia, repealed. Yeah. And we look at Philippines; they have the Cyber Law. See what they have what they did to the Rappler. So I think, um, will you see a possibility of return written an Anti-Fake News Act?
1: Hard to predict, but I... No doubt, I think the government of the day would try to do it. I mean, to, to, to kill off all the dissidents, uh, the voices out there. So I cannot rule out that, that they won't do that. Lah. Uh, but the most important thing is how the government authority view fake news, whether they want to empower the crowd to understand what is fake news and disinformation, or they want to manipulate the information to, to direct the, uh, the view to them. I think that that is the issue. So media literacy should be on our plate of media reform and uh, the government of the day may not want a majority uh, of the people, the public, to know what is what media literacy is.
0: We're also seeing how governments in this region are taking harsher actions against the press. As I mentioned earlier in the Philippines, um, we were quite surprised at what happened in Indonesia as well, and now in Hong Kong. So cyber law, as I mentioned earlier, cyber law was taken against Rappler's founder um, Maria Ressa in the Philippines. In Malaysia, we have the Penal Code, even 505, a, can be used against the press, Communications and Multimedia Act, Official Secrets Act, PPPA, and some of these were mentioned in Bukahara Harapan as I mentioned, as I said earlier. So what is the future of our press freedom in Malaysia? Is it going to be really bad?
1: I think the media sector, the fourth sector, is definitely linked to political scene. So whether it will progress or regress, it I wouldn't argue solely depend on politics but it is very uh, highly uh, related so if you want to have a larger freedom space for media we have to fight for the political freedom first with political freedom the media freedom will come i think everybody uh, enjoyed the media freedom during the pakatan harapan time and and now people feel that the old days are coming back again so if we want to progress on media freedom and have independent media, I would argue independence media have many sector have many factors, lah. So political freedom and the media freedom is are only, uh, only few of the factors and and also the resources. But if you want to have it, the independence of media and or more quality media, we need to build the freedom first. And fight for it first. Then the next thing we can talk about whether we have sufficient resources provided by the institution, uh, the legal institution, uh, the structure to our media sector to have an independent and quality media.
0: So I think that really sums up uh, very well from that, Suki. And um, hearing from you about uh, you know what people can do in uh, demanding better independence in terms of the press. So do you have any final words uh, to our listeners out there? And then in view of the how, that feel of the current situation, the change of the government and how the state of our media today and uh, you as one of our uh, forefront uh, from a journalist to a lawmaker, I think, what would you
1: say to a lot of people out there? Although many people uh, doesn't, do not like to read the newspaper nowadays, I would still argue convention media or mainstream media is still very important. They are still the the guardian of the information and they are important for us to find out and to understand the truth. But we need to safeguard our mainstream media from uh, following the path of all the content farms online and uh, using the clickbait headline to get more audiences and readership so we must make sure our audiences today know and understand uh, how to select a quality news otherwise we are not helping ourselves and when the media quality deteriorating we will have bigger issues later for our society
0: and that really sums up for our first episode on the uh, Malaysian Women in Journalism so thank you so much YB Wong Suki and if you like to follow her on Twitter she's on at Suki right Wong Suki Wong Suki not K-I but Q-I and you can tweet to her you can follow her and if you're interested maybe if you'd like to join her in DAP you can message her I think she will be happy if you'd like to talk to her about it and that's it um we have uh, YB Wong Suki. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on the uh, Malaysian Women in Journalism. I think we have a long way to go. And this is Bichara Minguini Malaysian Women in Journalism, the first series. Do follow us on BMI, Bichara Minguini And I'm your host, Nomango. Go. You can tweet to me at I'm go. If you have any suggestions, you can tweet to me. Thank you and bye.